This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Ah, the weather pretty decent for this first day of April, and I'm not fooling. Five minutes after five o'clock, welcome. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yonke, tickled to have you along with us on this Monday morning. Kind of tickled to have this warmer weather on the way, too. It's going to stay breezy for today, but warmer, 48, our expected high. 20% chance that we're going to see a shower by later today. We'll find out more about those weather details. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, joining us in just a few moments with your complete weather details. Today is kind of the cooler day of the next few. Tomorrow, some sunshine, 53. Wednesday, partly cloudy and 51. How about that? Now, up before 6 o'clock, our Wisconsin dairy farms continue to struggle with low milk prices. Now it looks like there's a group of both Democrats and Republicans that want the 2018 Farm Bill quickly implemented when it comes to dairy. I've got details on that after 5.30. And also up before 6 o'clock, a lot of dairy farmers in Wisconsin question what their checkoff dollars are doing. That's money out of their paycheck going to Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Well, one Wisconsin dairy farmer that sits on the board of directors wants to make sure you're clear on that. He's our guest before six. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, water hemp, ragweed, and mare's tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. Losing a loved one is never easy, and probably one of the last things you are thinking about at the time is whether or not that loved one was a hero and an organ donor. I'm Pam Yonke. Al Wright from Barneveld can tell you all about it. He lost his wife, and while sitting in the hospital waiting room, the family remembered that she wanted to be an organ donor. We sitting around, you know, and my son said, didn't mom want to be a donor? My gosh, she did. You know, you're not thinking of that at the time. That's Al Wright from Barneveld. His wife, as an organ donor, became a hero to some 50 people that were touched by tissue, eye, or organ donations from her. It's easy to do. You can register now online. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. Today, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation. You could become their hero. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. Well, as this weather continues to improve, we hope, around Wisconsin, a lot of farmers are trying to get their game plan together on how they're going to work hand-in-hand with Mother Nature and maybe do battle just a little bit. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Bob, I'll tell you what, if you have to pick a headline out from the growing season of 2018, I think many growers would agree their battle with water hemp was probably the, the headliner for many. Absolutely. Things are going to be growing. And I don't know, Pam, if you've heard that uh, forecast for this week, sunny and 80 every day this week. Oh my what do goodness. you think of that? I don't know. Which, which forecast for where are you looking, buddy? April Fool's. Uh, yep. See? I'm both sold here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And yes, it won't be long before the weeds start growing. And again, these varieties of pigweed that are going to be a challenge include water hemp. Rodrigo Worley has been a busy man, one of our weed scientists at Wisconsin, talking to farmers all over the state about how to control this because it's not easy. He talked about controlling it in the 
the corn and soybean row crops, and we asked him about about this weed, this water hemp and pigweed. Are they the same kind of weed, or what are they? So water hemp belongs to the pigweed or the amaranth family. There are several species uh, of amaranth around the country and around the world. In the Midwest, there are four primary ones, so water hemp, red root pigweed, smooth pigweed, and then kind of a new one to us is the, the palmer amaranth. So those are the main uh, pigweed species. The primary one that's uh, that's causing a lot of concern, particularly in this past three years, is water hemp. So it's been there has been this explosion of water hemp in recent years across uh, the state of Wisconsin. It's important to mention though that water hemp is not actually a new species to the state is actually native to the Midwest but it's now becoming again more of a problem in row crops and the reason being is because it has evolved resistance to several of the herbicides that we use uh, in our uh, row crop production systems. So where did it uh, come from or what brought about its rebirth so to speak here in Wisconsin? Not only in Wisconsin, but across the, the Midwest, our corn-soybean rotations and the excessive reliance on water ha- on glyphosate for post-emergence weed control. Water hemp uh, is a dioecious species, meaning it has male and female plants. Uh, male and female plants can outcross. Male plants can produce about a million grains of pollen. The female plants can produce up to a million seeds, depending on plant size. Okay, so they're very prolific, and because they're very prolific and they outcross, they have high genetic diversity. So this this species, they adapt extremely well uh, when we use the same system over and over. So if we're rotating corn and soybeans and glyphosate is our primary herbicide program, this weed is likely to adapt to those systems. We have several sites of action. We have several herbicides, but not all of them are effective. So when spraying a herbicide, we got to make sure in that tank we have effective sites of action, particularly uh, for uh, water hemp. For instance, uh, we have several products that can be used post-emergence in soybeans. Uh, commonly, we have our farmers use glyphosate and an ALS-based product, so imazetapir is a very common active ingredient. However, if you have glyphosate resistance, and from what we're learning here, we have widespread ALS resistance in the state. In that tank, we have two sites of action, but none of them are actually effective. So if you're spraying glyphosate and pursuit or extreme or thunder mass or post-emergence to establish water hemp, you're not going to get any control. So that is one thing we're trying to educate our farmers, tell them to look at the herbicide uh, toolbox there and go through what's effective and what is not effective for corn and soybean production systems. So how many options does that leave us then for what is going to be effective? Okay, that's an outstanding question. Uh, water hemp continues uh, to evolve. Resistance here in the state, we have confirmed resistance to ALS, PPOs, uh, and glyphosate. So basically, when you look at that post-emergence weed control in soybeans, if you're in a Roundup Ready to yield system or conventional system, becomes very difficult. So in that scenario, in terms of post-emergence weed control in soybeans, you got to start looking at your trace, your Liberty Link, or your Extend. In your Liberty, you can use glufosinate or Liberty. And in an Extend system, uh, you can use Dicamba. And we have recently received news that the Enlist rate is fully approved. So now you can also use 2,4-D. So we have the growth regulators, Dicamba, 2,4-D, and then you have the contact herbicide, Liberty, which are actually effective options for post-emergence. But one thing that farmers got to be looking at is that pre-emergence herbicide program. From our surveys, we're learning that about half of our farmers are trying to control weeds with a one-pass post-emergence. And when you have water hemp, that is very challenging. So our recommendation is a two-pass program. You put a pre-emergent herbicide uh, with multiple 
multiple effective modes of action. We do have effective tools there. You have group 15 herbicides, you have group 14 herbicides, you have group 3 herbicides. So you have several options that can be used as part of a pre-program. So we tell them, pick a program with multiple effective modes of action, put that pre down, and then three to four weeks uh, after that pre-application starts counting your field. And once you see the water hand breaking through, come with a post-program and consider the addition of a group 15 layered approach. The challenge with water hemp, which is different from the other species which struggle with, is that water hemp has this very extended emergence window. So if the canopy is not closed, you're going to see water hemp coming through. So that's why we recommend it. We recommend this layered approach with soil residual activity through canopy closure. Because once the canopy is closed, then the crop is doing its job suppressing any water hemp uh, that's yet to come. So again, corn, soybean, if farmers are struggling with water hemp, we truly encourage them to look into a two-pass system, a pre-emergent with residual, an early post with additional layered residual activity for both corn and soybeans. As we uh, look at, at the water hemp, again, different varieties that we have, so to speak, is it easy to identify? Are they all, all the varieties basically look alike? Are there differences here? So it's easy to identify that uh, we've got water hemp and not some of the other varieties? The main thing you got to look at when you want to tell water hemp apart from the other pigweeds that we have from your smooth and redwood pigweed is to look at the stem of the plant. If that stem has no hairs, if it has no hairs, then that's an indicator that you don't have the red root or the smooth pigweed. It's a good indicator that you may have water hemp, particularly if that patio, which is the structure that connects the stem to the leaf blade, is short. And if you have a long and narrow leaf blade, that's a good indicator of water hemp. The other good indicator, if you sprayed your post program your glyphosate or ALS chemistry or your PPO and you see a lot of regrowth or you see plants surviving that is another indicator because we don't have resistance to those herbicides in the other pigweed so if you're spraying the full label rate at the right plant size and those plants are thriving okay and they're growing back it's an indicator that you may be dealing with water happen there and as uh, you mentioned, once the, the beans canopy, they will control it. In corn, pretty much uh, the same thing? Same idea. They say that the best herbicide program is shade or no light, but it takes a while for that crop to close that canopy. So any agronomic practices you can adopt, particularly in the soybeans, you know, if you can plant earlier, if you can do narrow row spacing to achieve canopy sooner, you're going to help out the herbicide program tremendously. The reason why we use herbicides is because we want to control the weeds through canopy. So if we can help our herbicides the other way around promoting canopy, that's a win-win. And that is the, the last talk I'm going to go through today, which is looking at integrated approaches. Uh, we have had uh, several reports of resistance. They continue to increase. We haven't had a new herbicide side of action for nearly 30 years now. So fighting resistance with herbicide alone is, n alone is not going to be a sustainable strategy. So we got to start thinking a little bit outside the jug. And here in Wisconsin, our farmers do a really good job in that sense. They rotate. We have corn, soybean rotations, but alfalfa, uh, we bring alfalfa to our rotations. Okay, you have that the perennial crop established for three to four years. As long as you do a good job managing that alfalfa, that helps you tremendously with water hemp management, but also giant ragweed management. Mm -hmm. Okay, and ragweed is another big problem in the state. So bringing alfalfa to the system, diversifying our crop rotation is a good uh, thing to do. The other thing is tillage. Whether you you know 
we're all for no-till. Uh, we want to adopt no-till as much as we can, but tillage does have a place. So every now and then, incorporating those seeds deeper than the four inches helps because then that seed cannot germinate. So again, part of an integrated approach. The other thing one can look at is inter-row cultivation. There's been some studies conducted at Minnesota where they put a pre-emergent herbicides in all plots, and then in half of the plots they put a post-emergence herbicide program, and in the other half they did an inter-row cultivation at the right time. They obtained similar levels of control. So anything and everything that we can do to go away and take some of that selection pressure away from herbicides is a good thing. And the last one I want to talk about is uh, cover crops. There's been a lot of interest mm -hmm. in cover crops, particularly uh, cereal rye after crop harvest. Research has uh, shown is that if you have a good stand of a cereal rye, the cereal rye tends to suppress the number of pigweeds that are going to come up next week and also tends to delay the emergence pattern. So if you have fewer plants and you have a wider window because that emergence is delayed, that helps your herbicide be more effective. So none of this alone are solutions. However, when you incorporate them with your herbicide program, this is when you get the best uh, of both worlds. But in Wisconsin, how fast is it spreading? In which direction is it spreading? From south to north, east to west? Where is it going? I would say it's all around right now. Uh, we had more kind of in the southern part of the state, uh, but from our recent maps, it's all over. Okay, so we have, if I'm not mistaken here, roughly 60 counties where, the presence, where we have the presence. So it, it's around us. Certainly is. We only have 72 counties. Yeah. So again, water hemp is there, but the tools are there thanks to folks and researchers like Rodrigo Worley taking a look at water hemp and how to control it in our fields here in Wisconsin. With Rodrigo Worley, Extension Weed Specialist, I'm Bob Osold. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Agronomy, feed, propane, agri-finance, fuels, and more. Inside FS is your supplier of choice. Inside FS Propane is proud to serve the communities they live and work in. The driver's top priorities are the safety and comfort of their customers, competitive prices, contracting, delivery, and more. Live local, buy local. From energy to agriculture, on the farm, at your business, or at home, make Inside FS your valued partner. Visit InsightFS.com for a location near you. Knowing that no one else is providing the cleaning service and to take away one of the stresses that the customers can really endure during the planning process was a big portion of adding this in to be able to minimize the amount of different companies that they have to work with in order to get one process done. Above Average Moving is your award-winning medicine mover with the highest reviews, free online estimates, and full cleaning service. Above Average Moving. No worries. Less stress. We got this. Visit AboveAverageMoving.com. 57 Facet Diamond has been around since Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone. They're beautiful, and Kessler's sells a lot of them, more than anyone in Wisconsin. I'm Monica Kessler. But Alexander Graham Bell never imagined cell phones. Just like the jewelers of yesterday never imagined the Kessler 81 Diamond. 81 windows, not just 57. And every one of those windows is a lighthouse. Shooting beams of light across the room. Delivering hope for tomorrow. And encouragement for today. Your one carat Kessler 81 created diamond. Or your one carat princess cut created diamond. Mounted in white gold. The definitive engagement ring. The classic solitaire. Is yours for just $3,500. For one carat? Other stores would sell this ring for twice that price. Welcome to Kessler's. And congratulations on your engagement. Find the Kessler's diamonds nearest you at Kessler'sDiamonds.com. 
quality Wisconsin farm product. It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. Coming up on 521 now on this, the first day of April. No fooling those. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. And you have got the the responsibility of making sure that we're not fooling them as far as the forecast. I was saying to Stu, remember on Friday we talked about his auction. It is that time of the year where you get that feeling you should be outside uh, over the weekend, it uh, maybe it involved a sweatshirt, might have involved uh, winter gear, but feels like we should be outside, hey, Stu? Yeah, the calendar makes us think we should be out there. The weather may give you a different choice, like the snowflakes we saw Saturday. We could see some of those again even today. There's a little disturbance trying to build in from northwest Iowa, southwest Minnesota. It'll travel into western Wisconsin and head northeast, and will account for some sprinkly light rain. A few snowflakes could develop because of it today. Nothing that's going to accumulate, and the rain will be trace amounts. Not that big of a deal, but that dampness around today and into the nighttime, that disturbance pulls away. Another small system edges in, and even on toward uh, Wednesday, a little later in the day, a little light rain, a possibility that could linger on toward Thursday. Temperatures do at least moderate a little bit this week. Getting back up in that neighborhood of normal, the low 50s are normal. We should start to see some of those already Tuesday and Wednesday. I'll have forecast details right after this. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, Water Hemp, Ragweed, and Mare's Tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. Local commercial knowledge with local experience. That's how Rural Mutual Insurance has been protecting businesses in Wisconsin since 1934. If something unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local company that knows you and your needs? Rural Mutual is the number one writer of farms and the third largest writer of commercial business in the state of Wisconsin. We only do business in Wisconsin, so premiums paid here stay here. To keep Wisconsin strong, contact your local Rural Mutual Insurance expert or visit us at RuralMutual.com to learn how you can protect what matters most. All righty, Stu, let's have some more of the weather details for today, the first day of April. Yes, and the first day of April, it's not uh, any kind of a joke, but there could be a few snowflakes around. Clouds developing east, mostly cloudy west already. Very light rain, possibly a few snowflakes as we head toward midday. Temps today in the mid or upper 40s, and the south winds will increase 8 to 18, even gusting around 30. Overnight, cloudy skies, some light rain. Late in the night, a stray snowflake or two will fall to the lower 30s. Southwest winds at 5 to 15. Mostly cloudy on Tuesday, rain generally in the morning and some sunshine then breaking through later on low 50s southwest winds at 5 to 15 a sunny start wednesday clouds build in again a bit of light rain toward later afternoon but in the low 50s for highs pam so that's back to normal and we ought to stay around there right through the rest of the week yeah it actually looks like it's going to get pretty warm by the end of the week eh yeah, it's Friday and Saturday up 50s, maybe a 60 already trying, so let's keep our fingers crossed. All right, good deal. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Stumox, our ag meteorologist, with those weather details, uh, as uh, iffy as they may be. Around the state of Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin this morning, it really depends where you are. La Crosse, you've got cloudy skies. You're starting off at 34 degrees. Mauston, you've got clouds. You're at 28. 
Fond Lac, Clear Skies, you're at 25. Oshkosh has clear skies as well. They're at 27. Madison, some partly cloudy skies, currently sitting at 27 degrees. So that's a that's a bigger range than I expected for this first day of April. Coming up after 5.30, well, Friday was the USDA prospective planting report. Man, they came in with big numbers. Numbers the trade did not expect. That's coming up. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. When I see someone in their 30s, I get excited to show them all of the great non-surgical skincare treatments. While a few 30-somethings may be seeing fine lines or age spots, many younger people are not. This is the perfect age to start thinking about your skin health. Certain procedures such as broadband light therapy can repair and restore your skin before it starts showing things such as wrinkles or brown spots. Treatments such as Botox can prevent deep wrinkles from setting in. By starting now, you'll continue to look fresh and youthful while everyone else gets older. To learn more, visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. Find us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. It all began with a guy and a truck. He was friendly, reliable, and most importantly, he fixed people's plumbing problems. But there were more plumbing problems out there, and more people needed help. So one truck became two. More dripping faucets and running toilets. More plumbing problems fixed and homeowners satisfied. Two trucks became four, which became ten. And now all kinds of Benjamin plumbing trucks filled with experts. When one of those shiny Benjamin trucks pulls up, you know your plumbing problems are over. And that Dale Benjamin, just like founding father Ralph Benjamin, is still standing behind it all. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Welcome to the Middleton Farmers Co-op. Locally owned and operated for over 90 years. To be a member is to purchase from the Middleton Cooperative. This spring, they have expanded the rental selection. Visit the website at middletoncoop.com for a rental list and videos to help you with your landscape projects. They also carry fertilizer, mulch, edging, and bulk landscape materials. Pick it up or they deliver. 
Stop in to see Unilock Pavers and Wallstones. Pick up a catalog today and stop to check out the demo areas. Unilock, designed to connect. Middleton Farmers Co-op is an authorized Scott's Lawn Pro 4 Bag Program Distributor, and the spreader use is free with purchase. They carry lacrosse forage and turf products. Get your Madison Parks or a variety of forage and seed products from your neighbors at the Middleton Farmers Cooperative. During the month of April, stop in on Pleasant View Road where Diamond Crystal Solar Salt and Salt Pellets are buy five, get one free. Stock up now. Middleton Farmers Cooperative's Do It Best Center. Powered locally. Become a neighbor today. The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our communities secure. Composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life and in every corner of America, the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies. The Army National Guard reacts to domestic operations in each of America's 54 states and territories, including Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, Guam, and the District of Columbia. Each state National Guard's unique domestic role is to act as the first line of defense in support of civil authorities in their state. The Guard's emergency responses include certain and rescue missions for floods, combating wildfires, hurricane and tornado recovery, and the presidential inauguration. The Army National Guard. We are always ready. We are always there. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. You know, I've had, I've been championing this fight for a long time, Ebo. Oh, yeah. Talking about these losers in the Monroe Street area that are protesting Madison Edgewood High School building a football field because it's too loud it's and too white. It's too loud and too white. So these these blood clot losers that live over there are not letting Edgewood put up a uh, a football field. God bless you, Madison Edgewood. You just moved to my go to the weekend, <laughs> my best of the weekend. Uh, did you see this story that Edgewood held a girls' soccer match Tuesday afternoon Hell despite yeah. being told it couldn't do it? Hell God bless yeah. you, Edgewood. Keep doing it. And it's will... better, you know, Joe, it's better to ask for forgiveness than yes. it is permission. Edgewood, you do you, baby. You play every game out there. Let's start, let's start doing tournaments out there, Joe, every day, every night. Yeah, and it's not like the lights stay until midnight. The lights are off by like nine thirty. And li- listen to these these clowns, city of Madison officials. They said, "quote They watch Tuesday's game and will issue a notice of violation for the competition." Well, God forbid a girls' soccer team plays a game. Oh, well, won't someone please think of the children? They are. And by the way, well, what about parking and traffic? There's probably like ten people there. What does it matter? Let them play. Yeah. It's uh, it's ridiculous. So uh, yeah, next time you're uh, you're in that area, just I don't, take I don't a understand. Look. Like, I, it's it's insane. I don't understand it. Don't but get it. I say, I mean, I I love Madison, Wisconsin, but I have said many times there's there's reality and then there's Madison. Oh, and no, what, we, yeah, some yeah, people yeah. here don't live in reality. Well, <laughs> that's everywhere. They but had to think about this: a high school girls soccer game. <laughs> We're we're not talking about you know bringing in a a semi pro team. No, nope. uh, we're not talking about bringing in you know some you know like our buddies from Forward FC Madison. No, nope. uh, that was in here yesterday. We're talking about girls high school soccer. Girls high school soccer. Say that out loud. 
girls' high school soccer. And they're mad about it. And they're mad about that. You'll never win with these kind of people, man. They're only happy when they're unhappy. Seriously. I'm, you know what? Screw it. I'm it's, doing, a, it's a soccer game. I'm doing it again. I know I've tried and lost. It's not like there's any vuvuzelas there. Right. It's like trying to get Nelson a D-bag. How many times did we try and lose before he finally got it? I'm, I'm, you just made the list! I'm going at it again. Well, they didn't have um, permission from the city of Madison to uh, go throw a ball on the field and run around and chase it. So, mm. so I'm going to try a different tag. We tried the neighborhood. Now I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm coming after the city of Madison. Really? Well, yeah. Isn't it still the neighborhood, though, that's like, look, well, they even have all the, the signs out there. It says, like, no new stadium. Kids can't have fun on my watch. The city, they're going to get a, they're issuing them a citation. So I'm, yes, <laughs> the, neighborhood, go fund me. the neighborhood people are idiots, but the city doesn't have to be, you know, they don't have to join in the idiocracy. <laughs> so I'm putting up the, for the city of Madison for sending, what is this here called? Uh, is, it, is it a fine or is it just a warning? So I think this one's a warning. Uh, let's see here. What's this? Thing? Couple that up, throw it right in the trash. Uh, they said they were, the city said they were going to issue a notice of violation. But I don't know what that means. Where'd you see that story? I had it. To Madison.com. Okay. Uh, that's embarrassing. It's shame on you, Madison. Dude, what are and they? These g- neighbors okay. are complete losers. Keep doing it. Keep having games out there. What are they going to do to stop you? Are they going to like have a police barricade so high school kids can't come onto the field to play the sport they signed up to play? Are they going to stop high school kids from playing? Like, what are they? What, what would they do if you keep playing games there? It's a great question. I would love to see someone try and stop fourteen to eighteen year old kids play a game. Yeah, girls soccer at that. That's a school function. Unbelievable. That just pisses it's me a, off. Yep. So I'm, I, you know, I, I tried before. I don't know why I couldn't get a D bag win, but may, maybe if I put up the city. And of keep Madison, this in mind. They gave these. They gave a high school a ticket for playing a girls' high school soccer game. Just let that sink in for a second. <laughs> they gave them a ticket for playing a girls' high school soccer game. And God forbid these poor kids participate in extracurricular activity at a high school. And the. <laughs> It's the stupidest thing. It's the, it's ins- like it's said, insanity. There's real life, and there's Madison, Wisconsin. Now, I still I've lived a lot of places in my oh. broadcast career. I'm happy I'm here, probably here for life. But holy God, Juice like, Man Joe, grow the frick up. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. I'm 35 now on a Monday morning. Boy, I'll tell you, Republicans and Democrats want them to get with it when it comes to implementing the 2018 Farm Bill, especially for dairy farms. We're talking about that as we roll towards 6 o'clock. How are you? Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yonke. Glad to be along with you. And speaking of our dairy farms, plenty of dairy farmers watching every penny, and that includes the money that comes off their milk checks for the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, our Wisconsin-based checkoff program. Well, Jeff Strasburg is a dairy farmer himself up in that Shano area. He's currently the president, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin board. He wants you to know exactly where that money is going to. That's up before 6 o'clock. I'm PM Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. Well, did you know back on this date in 1970, the Milwaukee Brewers were actually founded. Yep. Alan Bud Selig and Edmund Fitzgerald acquired the Seattle Pilots as a franchise. Team was renamed the Milwaukee Brewers, a tribute to the city's longstanding brewing industry. On this date, back in 1976, 
Apple Incorporated was founded. And here's one that sticks with the farm show. Back in 1957, the BBC broadcast what they called the Spaghetti Tree Hoax. It was a three-minute film that showed basically a Swiss family that was harvesting spaghetti from a tree. And believe it or not, a lot of people believed it. Well, it was an April Fool's joke, but uh, the hoax was believed by many. And now you know. What you also know this morning is that our Wisconsin farmers are looking at every income opportunity possible. And if you're a beginning farmer looking at alternative agriculture, well, let's just say you've got to be careful. This Saturday, Wisconsin's first ever Spring Apple Field Growers Field Day going to be happening in and around the Madison area. I say in and around the Madison area because they're taking these potential apple growers not only to campus settings, but other growers around South Central Wisconsin. John Hendrickson's the coordinator for Wisconsin's first Spring Apple Growers Forum, and he says you got to be careful and recognize you're in that play for the long run. That session is going to feature a, a new planning tool that we've created to help people who are planting perennial crops kind of get a handle on the financial aspects of what they're getting into. What are the upfront costs going to be to buy apple trees, for that matter, any kind of fruit trees, build a fence, do all the other work, and, and then when might you begin making some money selling apples? Because, of course, there's a delay between planting and when you're going to be at full harvest with perennial fruit crops. John Hendrickson, coordinator of the Center for Integrated Ag Systems in this Saturday's first ever Wisconsin Apple Grower Forum. Interested? Want to join up? They're still taking applications. All you need to do is find out more about the program. Just Google Wisconsin Apple Growers Forum, Center for Integrated Ag Systems. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual is excited to announce the Rural Mutual Farm Dividend Program. The first of its kind in the state. They know how hard you work, so they want to reward you. Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program rewards farmers for their loyalty and dedication with up to a 5% dividend. And since Rural Mutual only does business in Wisconsin, premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. To learn more about Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program and how you may qualify, please contact a rural agent or visit RuralMutual.com. Trust me, it's coming. Spring is just around the corner, so why not use this time to get ready for it? Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here for McFarland, right there in the heart of Sauk City. 780 Carolina Street, just off Highway 12, where everything is all under one roof. And that's a good thing for you, because there's plenty to get done. Okay, spring's just around the corner. How about you get your lawnmower looked at? Get it all tuned up and ready to go. Chainsaws, you know you're going to be using them. Trimmers, oh yeah, if you need to replace it or renew it, they'll take care of it for you. And ag equipment, remember how precious those days are in spring? Get ready now with preseason service. And that way when spring does come, and it will, you'll be ready to go. Check out the showroom with the largest selection of Kubota and Massey equipment indoors, all under one roof. Just sit 
kick the tires, schedule a demo, whatever you need. They even have one of Fence new 1000 series tractors on display. That's McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. Minnesota Congressman Colin Peterson is also chair of the House Agriculture Committee. Now he and more than 70 of his Democratic and Republican colleagues have sent a letter to U.S. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue asking him to make implementation of the 2018 Farm Bill, specifically the dairy provisions, a priority. Peterson says that in the state of Minnesota, dairy farmers last year earned $15,000. It's about a third of what they had earned in 2017. Markets in overnight electronic trade still reeling from Friday's big acreage numbers on that USDA prospective planting report, corn acres particularly large. In overnight trade right now, December new crop corns up three quarters of a cent, 385 and a half. November beans up three and a quarter at 922 and a quarter. July new crop wheat, that's down a penny at 462 and a half. On Friday, barrel cheese in Chicago gained a penny at 160 and a quarter. 40 pound block cheese down seven and a quarter cents to 164 and a quarter. Well, double A butter on Friday finished a half cent lower at 225 and a half per pound. Coming up next, dairy farmers in Wisconsin want to know where their money is going. They contribute every milk check. What is the dairy farmers of Wisconsin doing with that money? Talking with a dairy farmer that contributes, who also happens to be the chairman of the board, next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Look out your windows. What do you see? Do you sense the energy you're wasting? Do you see dollars slipping past the frames and off with the wind? Maybe it's hard to see at all through the screens that blur the view. I'm Brandon from Genesis Exteriors, where we're proud to carry, install, and introduce our customers to the most energy-efficient window you can buy anywhere. Anywhere! They're Elements windows, and you can only get them from Genesis Exteriors. Ask a Genesis customer who bought Elements Windows and they'll tell you they're almost magic. Because they will change how you see the world. Or at least what you see when you look out your windows. Instead of money blowing away, you might notice the beautiful world out there. And with Elements Nearly Invisible Screen, you'll see everything better. So if you'd like a better view of everything, check out Elements Windows. Only from Genesis Exteriors. By land, sea, or air, Alaska is beautiful. And guess what? We'll see Alaska all three ways. I'm Pam Yankee. It is time. Make that call. Make that reservation. We've only got a few seats remaining for our Alaska Agriculture Adventure, August 20th through September 1st. Call 800-826-2266 for reservation details or online. Fabulousfarmbabe.net, right there on the homepage. Alaska, August 20th through September 1st. Wisconsin Beef Improvement, 62nd Annual Performance Selected Bull Sale, Saturday, April 6th, starting at 11 a.m., three miles south of Platteville on Highway 80, then three miles east on College Farm Road, selling 65 yearling performance-tested bulls, Angus, Composite, Red Angus, Simmental, Tarantase. Come check them out. Buy a WBIA test bull from your living room, office, or the test station. Go to dvauction.com. She knows a hay bale makes a perfectly comfortable seat. It's time for the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 
You know, there's so many folks out there that continue to wonder, where's my money going? Especially when it comes to our Wisconsin dairy farm families and their checkoff. Time again to keep you up to speed on how that money is being channeled for return on investment back to the farm. And trying to make sure that you understand uh, maybe more of the behind-the-scenes activities that are on your behalf than maybe you realized. In studio with us today from the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin Board of Directors, the dairy farmer himself, is Jeff Strasberg. Now, if anybody had a chance to pick up an edition of the Country Today Farm newspaper a while back, maybe you saw uh, Jeff's... uh, comments about the dairy checkoff here in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, He's in studio with us to talk a little bit more about that. So, Jeff, I'm intrigued. Uh, First of all, tell us about your dairy operation. You're up in my home neck of the woods in Shano. Yeah, um, we're actually located in Shano County. Um, Basically, we've grown our herd um, from about 90 cows to our current um, herd by um, great employees and to 900 cows today. So it's just been acquiring employees and a lot of my employees have been with me um over 20 years so how many acres you run we run about 3400 acres so um about 2000 corn um 600 beans and the remainder is alfalfa okay so the article that i saw in the country today uh this was something that you just took on for yourself and it was really from the headlines it was really designed to try to help make sure all those dairy farm families in Wisconsin that are under pain right now, under stress, kind of knew what was going on. What what drove you to take that on? Um, we started some farmer meetings around the countryside with um, Chad Vincent, the CEO, Brenda Murphy, um, and Patrick um, from staff, and, and myself. Um, and there's also been other board um, members that have had, you know, local meetings and it kind of seemed like there was a theme. You know, everybody had these questions. And even after we have the meetings, I still find other farmers that are having the same questions. So I'm like, well, maybe we have to step this up a little bit and, you know, um, put something out there. It, you know, truly comes from the heart. So so that's what uh, motivated him. Aside from organizing those face-to-face meetings, are those still going on? Yeah, we have, um, I think, um, three or four meetings this week, and um, there's more planned in, throughout the spring here. So if you have the ability or get asked to join one of these meetings, or even if you want a meeting in your own home area to find out where your checkoff is, um, you know, we're always glad to um, set those up. And, you know, we're trying to keep them between 20, 20 to 30 people, and um, they've been really, you know, positive, And it really helps guide us how – how how to move programs for us. So it is where um, people want to see their money going and where their investment um, is made. So there's number one, transparency. If you've got a question, if you want an answer, if you want to host a meeting, they're there. You can find them online, wisconsindairy.org. So in this article, Jeff, you start off with some of the simple questions that you're asked repeatedly ad nauseum sometimes by not just dairy farm families in Wisconsin, but consumers as well. Where's the Wisconsin cheese? I hear this. Oh, my goodness. You would swear there is a vacuum outside of Wisconsin as far as Wisconsin cheese to listen to some of these folks. So where is Wisconsin cheese, Jeff? You know, Wisconsin cheese is located in 98% of the grocery stores around the country. Um, Sometimes it does not have the the badge that we have today, the proudly Wisconsin label. And and we're really looking to stepping up the efforts to um you know increase the you know people seeing this, you know, proudly Wisconsin yeah. label because um when you you have the label out there, we have research that shows that um it increases sales, five point nine percent increase in sales. So I 
I really encourage any farmer out there, if your product is going into something that um, does not have the Wisconsin badge on, you know, talk to your processor. Let's get more um, awareness out there. That way we can maybe say, hey, there is Wisconsin cheese out there. And um, you it might already be there, but right. without a label. Yeah, right. That's what happens far too often is that it's there. It just doesn't say Wisconsin proudly on the front. The other one is, uh, like I said, there's a lot of pain out there. I know you get hit, I get hit. What can we do about the price? As far as um, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, we cannot lobby in any way, shape, or form, you know, to help, you know, increase price. We can grow demand, you know, and um, that's one thing here that we've done really good as farmers with, you know, doing a lot of right things on our dairy farms. And, you know, I was looking at increasing efficiencies, and we've we've – Established that we have no trouble learning how to make milk. That's that's yeah, one of our yeah. strong suits here today, um, you know. But you know, as far as you know, we're growing demand at a rate of about point six to point seven percent per year. But production tends to grow a little bit higher. So really, it comes down to we better find a different place for this product. And um, you know, then when you look at that, really. The place where is where ninety five percent of the world population is, it's outside the um, continental U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, so it leads to exports. We're exporting about sixteen percent of our U.S. U.S. production every um, week. You know, and so it's one day in seven that we are exporting. Um, you know, milk, which is is a great thing, and um, we actually with Ustec. We are part of a um, 5% plan. It's to grow exports 5% over the next five years. And um, we, we contribute money there. And, you know, we've hit some, you know, headwinds a little bit with tariffs. And it, it's kind of, you know, we're lucky to have started this a year ago because we are able to, we were able to keep exports about even, you know, so it's, it's, it's a positive. Well, and the thing is, you point out, uh, you are leveraging dollars when you get involved with the U.S. Dairy Export Council. It's not Wisconsin charging alone on these battles. You leverage other dairy industry associations and, uh, uh partnerships so that that Wisconsin dollar is maximized. Exactly, you know, and with Ustec, you know, you're you're sitting in the room, and actually, I um, sit on the U.S. Dairy Export um, Council for the extra five percent plan, and you're sitting in, in with around the room with people around the country, you know, other farmers that have, you know, we're leveraging our money together and working to help grow this, and you know, we could. Easily see, um, you know, if tariffs weren't in place, probably an increase of 1% this last year if um, tariffs. And we can't go there, though. So. No, well, that's a, that's right. We'll keep our fingers crossed. That's about as much as uh, dairy farmers of Wisconsin can do. Now, school milk. This has been re- repeatedly on the horizon. Uh, we got some adjustments as far as USDA to give flexibility across the countryside. What about dairy farmers of Wisconsin and their efforts on the school milk side? Basically, we have the fuel up the Play 60 program, which we've had um, about 3 million kids that have went through the program. And we know that it increases dairy consumption with these um, individuals. You know, it's a great program that increases, you know, um, not only leadership, but health and wellness. And um, we encourage dairy to be a healthy part of their diet. And I was actually able to um, go to a Fuel Up to Play 60 event here at Lambeau Field last spring. And actually, we had a cheese tasting contest at that um, 
that event. And I was surprised, you know, you think uh, um, kids and probably myself, uh, you know, you kind of get used to the same old chatter. But that day, clearly the Havarti was the um, favorite. And it's just kind of neat to see the um, kids' taste buds are changing a little bit. Well, that's all right. We'll take them. We got plenty of Havarti here in the state of Wisconsin. So again, let's go back to those partnerships, Jeff, because I, I don't want our dairy farmers listening to think they're going it alone. U.S. Dairy Export Council is one partnership. We've got the Milk Pep Program. We've got a lot of different flanges out there, and I don't. It, there's no regionalism about that uh, kind of effort. It's just everybody trying to be as efficient with those checkoff dollars as they can. Exactly. You know, we have some great partnerships even here in the state. Um, you take Culver's. Um, they're a great, um, you know, business to help promote dairy. Um, they use all Wisconsin products. Um, they're, they're just, their, their statements really make me as a farmer feel good, you know, thanking a farmer. Um, the, and then also with the, on the national scene, we have the Domino's, you know, which increase sales and, um, Pizza Hut. And there's so many different partnerships that the list goes on and on. And, we also see at the national partners, you know, McDonald's, you know, 90% of their um, menu items have dairy on. Mm-hmm. That's just not by chance. It's yeah. by the hard efforts of, you know, both, you know, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin and our national dairy dollars. So. Absolutely. You know, uh, Jeff Strasberg's in studio with us again. He is one of the dairy farmers that sits on the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin Board of Directors. I want you to remember that as well. All of the efforts of your checkoff dollars are directed by dairy farmers sitting around that table. And, you know, Jeff, I'm going to venture to guess that uh, you're not buying a, a resort house in uh, Mexico. You're not uh, uh, driving around in a, a big brand new luxury vehicle. I mean, you are the face of Wisconsin dairy farmers. You are a dairy farmer that's not happy with this current situation. Exactly. You know, um, as a board member, I'm sitting here serving. I've been a board member for nine years. The last two years I've been chair. And, um, you know, it's it's because I'm passionate about the industry. It's not that I'm out for the money. Um, I want to see the industry grow, move forward. And, you know, my hope is that, you know, I'm the fifth generation on our farm and I can bring the sixth generation, um, you know, coming in to our farm now here just shortly. Yep. Like he said, sticking together, it's kind of what we have to think about in these difficult times. Uh, if you want to find out how Jeff Strasberg or any of your local Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin board members can facilitate a meeting so you get your questions asked, invite the neighbors all in. They're happy to do that. All you 